Welcome to Excessive Banter, the podcast. Life's experiences, unfiltered and unscripted. Conversations from one old guy to another, with wicked good people from time to time. Hello, and we're back. Excessive banter, the podcast. I'm Benny. This is Kickstand. How's everybody doing? What's going on? What's shaking? Not living- much, Benny, Benny, buddy. How you doing? Living large because I'm a fat bastard. Well, you know, I'm in shape. You're in shape. Round is a shape. Well, actually, started going back to the gym just this past week. Good for you. Me me and the boy just doing our thing and uh, trying to get a little healthy. He's obviously in the lacrosse phase, so he he needs a little more weight and uh, strength conditioning. So yeah, how old how old is he? Sixteen. He'll be seventeen in October. Yeah, I'll start to put the muscle on soon. That's usually when it happens, you know. Well, he eats like a horse. You know? Well, yeah, but you know, we all did when we were young, and we were all pretty thin. He he laughs at me when I tell him when I was a freshman I weighed about 130, which is what he weighs. And when I graduated, I was 260. <laughs> I graduated, I was 135, just a little South Shore Jew boy. <laughs> yeah, but Ooh, you would, can I say that? You can, you can. I don't know. worry. I'm kidding. Because um, you are. Um, exactly. And not really South Shore. Stoughton area is not South Shore. People used to call that area the South Shore. It's really not. Actually, Saul, who uh, used to work at the deli, uh, Showcase Deli in Randolph, he always used to say he was a Canton Jew. Yeah. Or a 128 Jew. That's what he, yeah, you know. That, that, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's Everybody migrated from Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan into Canton, Stoughton, Randolph. You know the uh, the other ones were already the other ones were already in Sharon area. You know? And then you, then you had your, your your line of Newton and uh, Needham and Brookline. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. So, um, anyway, had a, had, a, <laughs> I had a chance listened um, to uh, Kickstand's monologue, and you know, great job. And I I got to ask you, how how did it feel? Uh, it felt it felt good, uh, but, yeah, Penny. It felt great actually, but it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I I have to really give a shout out to professional radio DJs, people who talk on the radio for a living. It's really a lot harder to do a monologue without having any you know dialogue back and forth with another person than it than it seems it uh it was it went by really quick it was a fun 20 minutes almost 20 minutes but it was definitely harder than i thought and you know those talk radio hosts uh, even even sports radio guys who can sit and talk for five ten minutes without saying ah and mm, and have you know major pauses in between thoughts Accolades to them because it's a heck of a lot harder harder than it looks. You know, really enjoyed talking to myself and not hearing the voices. That was that was a plus. Um, <laughs> and we all hear them. Well, they're all they're all out there, buddy. They're all out there. Oh no, Just they're all in here. They're all no, in true, here. True. It's a matter of it, we all hear them. It's a matter of if we react to them. That's when we can get in trouble. This is true, but I always deny it. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, um, and some of the so, top, some of those topics you covered. 
I got to go into it. Helicopter, helicopter training. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was an EMT when I was a kid um, and I really liked it. I'm a type A personality. So the adrenaline rush was part of uh, the lore to that type of job. And, And I actually enjoyed it. I liked helping people, liked rolling up on a scene and really not knowing what we were going to see, uh, uh, you know, and having the uncertainty of uh, of that was definitely something that, that really helped me uh, decide that I wanted a career in emergency medicine. So I thought, you know, what better way? Uh, and back in the day, I mean, EMTs, I was making like $7 an hour. And, wow. you know, some, some days we would save people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the week, I'd go home with, you know, and after taxes, I'd bring home like 162.75. So it's like, mm, this is great, but I, I don't think I'm going to be able to, uh, you know, live on this. So really thought a, a lot about it. And I met a guy who was a helicopter pilot with a company uh, back then called Life Flight. It was a startup back in those days. And got to talking to him and he told me about his career path. And he had actually been in the service and was a pilot, a helicopter pilot. So it was a lot easier of a transition for him. But, you know, told me where I could go to learn to fly, which was in Norwood and uh, Norwood, Massachusetts, and looked into that and had uh, had uh, decided to start uh, taking those uh, training classes in April of the following year uh, and also had signed up for the paramedic course, which was going to start on September 4th. Uh, And then on August 30th, I got in a terrible car accident. So um, I was finally able to walk again by June of uh, the next year. And that career path kind of just went into the air. Into the wild blue yonder. Into the wild blue yonder. Yeah. Got into sales after that and just that created the monster that you see before you today or hear before you today. <laughs> and I and I will always blame you for that. So, <laughs> well, so well there's a good lesson uh, learned. Welcome. <laughs> you bested. There's a really good lesson learned for this because, you know, now when a uh, an ambulance or an EMT shows up to pick me up, I'm, aside from asking for credentials, I'm going to ask for a W-2 uh, to try to figure out if they're disgruntled because they're only making $7 an hour. Uh, and then I'll just wait for the next one. I think the pay has gone up su- substantially uh, over the years. Um, mo- most EMTs have other training as well. So uh, I-, I-, I think it's all good. Uh, the-, the real lesson there would, would be, Ben, to stay out of circumstances that will need you to call an ambulance. Fine, fine. All you know, right. I'm, I'm just. Hey, it's only it, because I care. It's it's in my nature, though. I'm a little mischievous <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, stay. You got to get in shape, though. You know, we both do. Well, you are in shape. Round is a shape. Oblong, oblong, oblong. Yeah, I uh, I was doing good, and then we went on vacation, and I've been bad since. So I don't well, know. Yeah, you, know, you got that nice exercise equipment behind you. So you know, is that the one I carried? Uh, yes, I actually. I, I'm actually riding the Peloton a lot, and I, and I like it. Um, it's it's much different than riding outside on a road bike. Um, the the best part about it is you can't get hit by a car and die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of ambulances, so but you know I had a question for you because we talked uh, on one of the previous episodes about my nickname Kickstand, and I don't remember you oh, telling Jesus. us uh, how you got the nickname Benny. I would love uh, to uh, understand that. <laughs> it was from 
uh, Sanian's band, and um, I wouldn't show up and go out with my friends until after about eight o'clock at night. Why like was this, that? Well, the Channel Fifty Six. It used to Preach be on a double feature. No, no. <laughs> seven o'clock at night on the weekdays. It was seven oh. to seven thirty, and then seven thirty to eight. So there was two back to back episodes. So my oh, friends what? would. Benny Hill, the Benny Hill show. So I would just oh. watch these shows and my friends picked up on it and knew it. So half the time I missed things or didn't get rides to places because I, I was just fascinated. Too busy watching him run around after naked women. What's your point? I was a 12-year-old um, boy. <laughs> nothing. I, I love Benny Hill. <laughs> no, he's he's awesome. And uh, there's a lot of history behind him. And uh, the things that I learned after he passed away, and it was actually um, from a, a, a young gentleman that I lived lived with us in the, in the 80s. He was from London. So he told us the backstory that when Benny Hill died, it came out that he was actually gay, which was perfect, yeah. perfect for the time when you think about the 80s and Reagan and Nancy Reagan and Bob Dole wife and a whole bunch of other uh, people tried to get, you know, sex, rock and roll. They wanted the parental labels on CDs and all that stuff that started. But the other part about Benny Hill that people don't realize is when we're looking at those episodes, we were seeing episodes that were from the late 60s, 70s. And so we're seeing them 12, 15 years later. So there was a different mindset and the British just were perfect with giving us information like that or not giving us and letting us use it. Yeah, um, it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, back in those days, the, the television shows that were being, you know, made here in the U.S. were pretty tame and pretty lame. You know, that BBC was very progressive. I mean, you know, look, Benny Hill and uh, Monty Python. I mean, come yep, on. But, absolutely. Um, but he know, was there's a lot of stuff about him. He was agoraphobic, afraid of people. Um, so his studio was actually in Kensington Park in his house. He took about 20 feet out of his basement. So when you see them filming, that was actually his basement of his house because he wouldn't leave his house. And then those scenes that you'd see them running around the park uh, was always like around five or four in the morning when nobody was there. And that's when they would film. And it was always the same characters because he only had his closest friends in the show, uh, which is why at 95, I think he was little Joe. Jackie Stewart, the little bald-headed guy, was actually set as eulogy. Um, so it's it, it's an interesting story that tied fairly um, comically to me because my niece went to BU and she transferred to the London uh, school over there and she stayed in the house or the townhouse next to that same building in Kensington Parks and she has a picture of it that says Tame wow. Studio Tame Studio Number Two or something, the home and the site and the studio of Benny Hill. So she That's was very she, cool. Yeah, she knew my my love for Benny Hill, so she had a picture taken there so it's one of the definitely the destination stops i'd go to someday very cool speaking of destination stops <laughs> yeah um, you know as road warriors right over the years and we've worked together we've worked for different companies we've had some great stories uh together and apart about business travel uh, but i know that you wanted to really talk about one specific time that uh you and I traveled to Detroit, the land of Eminem. The land of Eminem, and you will got you will find out why we call it that in a few moments, everyone. Yeah, the uh, the, the meeting that was never to be. 
<laughs> yeah, so it was really interesting. I had a I had a customer at a previous we were both in the logistics business at the time. Well, still is. I had a customer from a previous uh, employer that I reached out to, and they were interested in talking to us. And at the time, I was Paul's boss. No, uh, alleged, we worked, no, allegedly there. That was fact. But we worked. We worked together as a team uh, yes. on every call. There was never any, you know, uh, you mine know, yours. You, yeah, yeah, no, never any of that because his success was my success. So I, we booked this uh, appointment in, in the outskirts of Detroit, actually. So, you know, first of all, we had to fly in, fly into Detroit from Boston, you know, flying in, I'll never forget, you know, and it was only about three, four years ago, this trip, four years ago. Uh, it was the within the first year I was there. So yeah, four years ago, because I'm going yeah, on so, five now. Yeah, yeah, right around Hall- Halloween, four years ago. And, um, day before, day before. We, 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 you know, flying in, I just remember seeing, you know, all the empty streets and houses just poured up, you know, when you were really low heading towards the airport, you know, only five or 600 feet up. It was amazing how how much of a ghost town that area near the, the airport uh, has become and, and still is. But um, so we, you know, we get to Detroit, we drive, so we drive to our hotel. So this is the first, uh, the first part of the trip that's kind of crazy because we're driving through a very, very, very poor rundown section of the city. It was sad. And what's that? It was sad. It was kind of sad. It was very sad. It, it was very sad. And we, what was it, it was called Eight Mile. We we Road. crossed we crossed over Eight Mile. There's actually like it's it's neighborhoods, but we actually physically crossed over the street and this neighborhood of Eight Mile, and dro- only drove maybe one mile after that to find the hotel. And there was the it was the Ford plant, which was basically uh, empty. No, it was they were re- it was when Ford was um reopening the truck plant. So that was alive, but we passed by Toyota which was empty. Oh, uh, which was empty, right? Yep. Right. Which was really really sad and and just, you know, there was a lot of you could just see how just run down the neighborhoods were and all of a sudden there's this almost brand new holiday inn in the middle of nowhere. I think it was so, 1 month old. The the, yeah, woman, the, yeah. the kind woman and the manager there, she I think she said they've only been in business for one month. Yeah, so we walk in and we check in, and there's pumpkins, <laughs> there's pumpkins in the lobby, and each pumpkin has a name associated with it, and it was pumpkins that were carved and/or decorated by the staff of the hotel. So uh, they were having a contest. So we each picked our favorite pumpkin. And so that was kind of fun. But uh, I went up, uh, you know, changed and headed out for dinner. We had a great meal that night. And it was in Um, one of those transition neighborhoods. It was a tavern brewery. It was. Yeah, I wish I could remember the name of it. I had some really great craft beer. You obviously had your meat and potatoes, Guinness draft. Yep. We might have done a shot or two of Jameson that night as well. No? No, we, we definitely did. We did. Definitely. We, <laughs> we started and we ended. We started and ended because we called the last one dessert. Ah, right, right. So you know, we get it. We get we get a good night's sleep. We we head to the to the appointment at, at the next morning. And it was um, a three hour scheduled appointment. We were supposed three, to be there three yeah, hours. Three hours. We were going to meet with major stakeholders of this uh, of this company. Um, the, the the main person that we were going to meet with uh, was a, like I said, a gentleman I had met previously, um, ex marine. 
uh, really into Corvettes. Every reason to think that this appointment was going to be fantastic. We waited and waited and waited and waited. And someone else came out to see us and basically told us that uh, the gentleman that we scheduled the appointment with and all of the folks that were going to be coming in, <laughs> I couldn't make it. Your face, your face was just, and we, and we were in that tiny room. It was a, it was a, it was a big round table in a tiny room, um, tiny room, barely any room to walk. Yeah. You and, just stepped around the corner and that was it. And we were both flabbergasted. We kind of went through a little bit of the dog and pony show, but then we realized we were just being completely blown off. So we kind of just wrapped it up. Well, the worst part about it was they walked us through the entire office past everybody who was sitting there and all the other offices. Right. So, and don't forget, we waited almost 15 minutes in the lobby after signing like four or five confidentiality forms because of the, the content of the product yeah. until they finally came and got us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that wasn't fun. Listen, Everything happens for a reason, right? So we head to the airport. This is where it gets fun. Now, let's level set that, that Detroit airport at that time was a year old, brand new, the brand new airport. It was, it was, when you think of, when you think of really good airports, that's one I wouldn't mind stopping over in again, just because of what was there. I agree. I agree. It was beautiful. And, uh, so we started, we started initially at a P.F. Chang's. No, P.F. Chang's. Because yeah. you were hungry. You were starving, remember? I was starving. We, we, and we split some food and we had a couple of drinks and then we went to another bar. And no, then we no, went no, to a- no. We, we got a couple of appetizers. We had some drinks and then we saw the first delay. Oh, yes. Because then we the ordered more drinks and we actually got meals because we ate twice at P.F. Chang's because we had to hide one because, remember, the company wouldn't let us reimburse two meals. So we took, <laughs> an, we took one <laughs> appetizer and one meal receipt yep. and, and split yep. it that, that way. Was, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. And then our flight was delayed. So we now we had another hour and a half to kill. Oh, no, no. Three. Two and a half? Three. We had three because we went straight to the airport. There was nothing to see in Detroit. So we went yeah. to the airport almost four or five hours early because we were going to work, you know, that work on our <laughs> allegedly. laptops. Allegedly. Um, so we spent maybe two of those hours at P.F. Chang's. And right. that's what then we yeah. went to the we game. To the gate. Well, towards the gate. You take the shuttle. Remember, you got on the. Sh- you yeah. went up the escalator, take on the little tram. We went two gates down. Yeah. And that's when we got off, and we and saw. Was a bar. Oh right, there was a bar. There was a bar, but we also saw the second delay. The second delay. The second delay. So, so and this is Detroit to Boston. Detroit to Boston. It was a direct, and that's the only reason why we did that. So right. So, but so, I didn't like the selections because you liked the craft beer. And yeah, I, and they didn't have any Guinness, so we went uh, and found another bar. Yes, <laughs> it was like it was literally a it was a, a round bar in like the middle in between a bunch of gates. Yes, just kind of in the middle of nowhere. A circle of heaven. Yeah. And there were a couple of seats and we sat down and the nicest girl came over to talk to us, a waitress, and she introduced herself and I wish I could remember her name. She was bubbly as the oh, day she was long. She was awesome and, and she was proud to say she was from Detroit. She grew up there and loved it. She was loud and proud. Absolutely. And she was, let's just say, a full-figured lady. <laughs> Absolutely. As she, No, her exact 
exact words are, I'm loving and thick. <laughs> that was what she said. She was loving yes. and thick. Yes. But then she asked us, you know, like a, a good bartender, you know, what's your story? And so we told her our flight's delayed and our gate is right over there, which we'll get to later on. She said, um, and now it's Halloween. It was actually October 31st. It was right. Halloween and it's probably four o'clock now in the afternoon. And we're we're already lit like Christmas trees. Yes. Thank goodness the chairs, the, the stools were bolted to the floor because we would have been <laughs> falling over. But then she, don't forget, she pulled out. She liked us so much. She was going to share her candy. Her special was, candy. Special candy because it was Halloween to her special yes. friends. Yes. Yes. And I just um, remember the lady, very prim and proper, like Jones of New York. She was wearing suit on her laptop. She could tell we were we were feeling no pain and probably about to disrupt her evening for her business commute. And she packed up and moved. She like she was sitting next to you and she just packed up and moved and went to well, the other side of the bar. Listen, you gotta make your own fun, which which we totally did. And absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it was great. <laughs> we we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. Um, you know, there was one there was one part of the evening and you know, um listen, it's it's all good and this woman was was very cool about everything that we were talking about, but um She wished she could know, drink she, with us. She kept saying I wish I could drink, drink with, with us. <laughs> She wanted to drink with us. And when she gave us some of the special candy, there I said, do you have dark chocolate? And she had some dark chocolate, but she was also um, a black woman. And she said, I am dark chocolate. And, and, and that got us going. And she said, and honey, I'm sweeter than that. And she came around. <laughs> she came around and she gave you a huge hug. Yep. Like, yep. It was great, and then she's, uh, and then she, you know, she was like our our friend for the. Did we have a third delay? We did have a third delay, and they moved our gate. It wasn't yeah. the gate that was behind us, and but we were too busy talking to her. We had like fifteen minutes to run like <laughs> ten we gates. Lost <laughs> just the flight after all of that. Uh, we had like ten oh, gates. Man. We had a run down, and it was yeah. uh, well, seven. Well, more like stumble run, whatever that would. Well, don't forget any anything from an. A west to east scenario when you're flying, and travelers know it, especially if you do as much as we do, we knew we were going to be late getting into Boston. So the flight, I think, finally took off at like 7.45. It was before 8. And, you know, I automatically, you know, we got a couple. I don't know if you sent me a couple of nips back or I sent them to you because we weren't sitting together. I sent you. Yeah. But we circled Boston because of the same bad weather that came through that area, the Ohio Valley. By the time we were landing in Boston, I think we finally landed at around oh. 12.30, close to 1 o'clock in the morning. It was so late. It was so late. And then I, oh my God, Paul, it's all coming back. I mean, Benny, it's all coming back to me now. I, you, We got in our separate cars. We headed out. I missed, I was so tired that I missed the turnoff for 93 to go out the expressway home to Sharon. And you went straight to and, Mass Pike, right? And I'm like, Oh, fine. I'm on. I'll be. I'll be on the pike. There was major road construction. I didn't get home until five past two. 
and we didn't go in the office the next day because it was a week. It was a weekday. I think it was like a Tuesday. And I think I texted you and I'm like, nope, I'm working from here. Or and I, I think I texted you and said, I'm not even working. <laughs> I didn't even think you were up. I think you said <laughs> I'm still in bed. Yeah, it was it was not fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And there's a lot more of those stories which we can talk about. We can we can tell the folks uh, about the the time that uh, um, that I wish that you had your helicopter that you had your helicopter license because yeah, we could have yeah. flew from Providence. Yeah, to Boston. Yeah, but that that's a that's a story for a different day. You know, I hope uh, I hope everybody got a kick out of the Halloween story. There's plenty more of them. Just want to thank you, Benny, for your time today. And all I can think of now is uh, Benny Hill running after a bunch of naked women and little Jackie Stewart and patting them on the head. All right. Well, Kickstand, thank you so much. Benny, um, connect with you. Always your very pleasure. Sure. <laughs> and I yell out your name. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Ishmael. All right. Stop it, yes, my gaggy. Yeah, I'm just a guy boy toy. Um, well, this is uh, Benny at Excessive Banter, the podcast. Wishing everybody a wonderful time. And uh, everybody have a wicked piss of day. Be smart. Wicked. Wicked.